Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black entrepreneur experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Francis Richards. Today, our guest is, is a CEO, serial entrepreneur, and founder of Epic Health Partners. Welcome, Corey Williams. Hello, Dr. Francis. I'm happy to be here. It's my pleasure. Talk about being the founder and CEO of Epic Health Wow, what a journey. Um, being a founder and CEO of Epic Health has been very, uh, very rewarding from all levels um, of the spectrum. I was able to, coming from corporate America, building a career, working at Goodyear Tire, um, and managed several roles in management, Fortune 500 company, going to Troxel Electronics, and then um, following the, my true passion, tapping into that, identifying that and being mental health. So I had a family member who was mentally ill, um, very close to him. And in the black community was a stigma around it. So I think we kind of ignored it, didn't get him the care that we needed, that he needed. Once, um, once I was able to do more research on it, I said, this is what I need to be doing. This is my passion, um, which started the journey of uh, Epic Health. You know, we had just done a um, a series last last week, and it was called the Silent Killer um, Suicide. And talk about just that journey about mental health and and you leaning in with a family member because, like you said, in the black community, there is a stigma around not dealing with mental health. Share what you'd like us to know about. Yes, I think that there's a within the black community that is is kind of frowned upon because we don't, we're ignorant towards it. And I don't mean it by ignorant being negative, um, but we don't. We need to encourage the um, our knowledge. We need to gain knowledge around it. We need to encourage others to do more research on it to get the get our family members the care they need. So with um when it came to my uncle, he was he was very close to me, but when he was dealing with his issues and I was a little kid at the time, it was like, oh, he's just being him. But in when you look deeper into it and as we done done more research, um he was he was crying for help. So I wanted to be a change agent, uh not only in my hometown but throughout the United States. That's our mission is to have a behavioral health agency in every in every state um, to improve awareness of behavioral health and also get people, make sure they have access to receive the care they need. We would like to thank you again, Corey, for joining us as the CEO of Epic Health. We want to thank our listeners for joining in. If someone has a question for um, Corey Williams, um, absolutely let us know and we will let yeah. Talk about that aha moment that you knew your business was going to be. So as, so as an entrepreneur, you never know. That's, the, that's one of your biggest fears is, okay, when I, if I launch this business, am I going to be successful? Will I fall on my face? Um, and, that, and that's something that you struggle with on a daily basis. I still struggle with that. Um, Epic has been, we've been, we established, I started the groundwork in 2013. We officially opened in 2015. And 
as we're entering year seven, we still have, I still have that fear to make sure that we have over, um, and we have over a hundred plus employees, but to ensure that they have, they're able to provide for their families and we're making the right decisions and uh, we're progressing is, is key. And that's an everyday challenge. Um, now, as you gain some successes and you gain wins year over year, you gain more confidence in the decision-making um, and with the help of God, I always keep him first, but uh, in the team, right? You hire good people, um, you promote them, you treat them well, and we wouldn't be where we are today without them. So I think it's a it's a team team atmosphere. It's a team um, effort, and yeah, we're blessed. What is something that we as consumers that we don't know about behavior health that we should know? That everyone deals with it in behavioral health. It's not a it's it's not a a problem over there or a problem next door. It's a problem in our homes. It's a problem that we deal with on a daily basis. Um, everyone has issues that they're facing, and you may not know that. So when you encounter someone or you meet them, um, just keep in mind. I would like to tell the listeners just to keep in mind that you don't know what people are going through. So that moment that you have with them. Um, try to make sure that it's a valuable moment and you make them feel good, right? People don't really care about what you know. They care about how, how you make them feel. So that's very important to me on my daily journey. Um, and I would like the listeners listening in to take that with them. Give us a snapshot of the life of a CEO. <laughs> so the, the life of a CEO is... is uh, it's very interesting. It's a, it's a lot. Now, with me, I have several entrepreneur ventures going on, which have me uh, pulled in several different directions. But the life of a CEO, is, is it has its rewards. I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world, Dr. Francis. Um, you have to continuously involve. You have to continuously get better. And you have to depend on your team, right? You have to have a team atmosphere and make sure that your team, and you listen to them. Listening to them is key and having trust. Um, and them trusting you. So they, they're trusting you with uh, to follow your vision and to help you and for you to help them achieve theirs. But um, the life of a CEO can be challenging. Now, there's days that um, I come home and I'm like, why did I sign up for this? But there's also days where I say I couldn't, there's nothing else in the world I'd rather be doing. So I think it has its ups and downs. And overall, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change my life for uh, for anything else. I wouldn't want to do anything else. What separates um, Epic Health from other behavior health companies? So what separates Epic Health, and I feel, is, is the people, right? We have uh, a culture where everybody has a passion. Because if you're working in the mental health field, um, Dr. Francis, there's no amount of money that we can pay you Um that will justify the work that you're doing in the community. But when you walk in the door or you see someone in the community and they say, hey, thanks for that help. This is this is the progress I've made. Um, even I remember when I first started out, I still get emails and letters to this day of people that we've been able to help telling me the progress that they've been able to make in their life since working with Epic. And that's what and that's why we do it. That's the satisfaction. That's the gratification to keep you going, right? So, and that's that's our purpose. 
talk about your own mental health and managing a Wow. So, yeah, I have, the good thing about it is that we have uh, several psychiatrists and I have a, a large relationship and pool with, with counselors that I can bounce my ideas off of and um, that I confide in. So, and it was able, it allowed me to, to really understand and see the value of mental health and, and mental health professionals and counselors, we need, we need mental health care too. So, uh, being there for each other and being able to lean on them has been key and instrumental to me as a CEO and as a as a dad, as an individual. Talk about being a dad of twins and managing. A- oh, man. So, yeah. So before before I had twins, Christian and Connor, which turned they turned two on Valentine's Day. Um, business were my, was my life. So I was uh, pulled in every direction. I'm traveling here and traveling there. And having them was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was able to slow down and realize what, what's really important, right? Because family time and being able to provide and spend the time with them has been key in helping me balance uh, being a CEO. And I think in turn has made me a better CEO because it, it's allow me to be in the moment, right? To enjoy the time you have um, instead of focused on this because I have a mental, we have Epic Health and then I have a real estate portfolio and then we have Epic Management Group where we uh, we make acquisitions, whether it's manufacturing, from manufacturing to service industries. Um, so yeah, my day, my day and weeks can fill up at times. But having Christian and Connor has been very because I'll make I'll block my calendar off. I'll tell my business partners that I can't go this week because I gotta I need to be home with them. So I think that's they've provided a lot of balance for me, which I needed. Fill in the um, blank. Thank you, pandemic, because thank you, pandemic, because of. Um, being able to adjust, right? Uh, the pandemic has forced us to adjust. Sense of reality, what's really important. Allowed us to know what the family and being home is really important. And uh, you was able to see the value in that. Everybody was, was, we was a little nervous when the pandemic hit like everyone else. Um, the unknowns bothered us. But at the end of the day, it allowed us to be in the moment, to spend time at home um, and build better relationships with the people that really mattered, which is family. What problem exists in the world today that you would like to solve? Wow, that's a, that's a broad question. I would like to solve a lot of problems. Right now, The I would like to solve the Ukraine issue. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that Russia, I mean, it breaks my heart looking at the news, turning the TV on, and they're going with going through what they're going through um a more real, realistic problem for me to solve is to continue the journey and battle of um, improving awareness and increasing awareness of, of mental health one of the things corey that i discovered about um when you're dealing in mental health 
And there are so many challenges that, you know, people are dealing with. And so from the perspective of your company, is there one central theme that you see that's creating a problem? I know here in Las Vegas, one of the biggest things is homelessness. And when, you know, people, when when case managers are trying to manage cases and it's just a lack of resources in the community in terms of helping people with behavior health, what do you find, if anything, is that central thing? And we, we're dealing with that in Virginia, too, is, is homelessness, right? So, but we, we try to dig further because we have people that come in our facilities every day, Dr. Francis, and that's their biggest issue is homelessness. But as you peel the onion back and you work through the home, um, working through solving that problem, there's, there's trauma. There's trauma. There's um, mental health diagnosis. There's things that they've um, encountered throughout their life that's creating some of the homelessness and being able to address the homelessness is a, is a, is an immediate fix for us. Um, and we take great pride in that. We measure how, how long from an individual coming out of facility until they do locate home, a home. Um, but also working through the trauma to, to ensure that they're able to maintain, um, a home. And being able to function in the, in their daily life is important as well. And I think that's the key. And in your facility, can anyone reach out to Epic Health, or is it only through a healthcare provider? Absolutely, we have a website. It's www.epichealthpartners.com. They can go on there and fill out a referral form. Or we have several locations available that. We have our phone numbers. Our main line is 434-835-4601 that they can reach out to. And if we don't, um, if we can't serve them, we'll find somebody in that location or area that can better serve them. Um, so there's several ways to reach out, social media, etc. Advice you wish you had followed. Advice I wish I had followed. Um, one of my mentors had told me a while ago uh, that he's like, Corey, I see that you're working very hard. Um, that you need to that you need to get more help, right? You need to start working on. You need to work on the business and not so much in the business. And as we've grown, because we've grown tremendously, Doctor Francis, um, as we've grown, I realized that okay, once you get behind the eight ball, um, and you have more work and you have individuals to help you with the the work that's coming through the door it can be challenging so um i've taken a note of that and i've uh, changed my mindset going into 22 that that's what my main focus on is to work on the business and not so much in the business so that's been valuable thus far I want you to have a monologue and I want you to name this person living or not. And this person has inspired you so much. What are you saying to this person and who is that person? Um, so that, that, that person is my dad. Um, my dad has been very instrumental because I've seen him, uh, 
battle health issues from heart failure to kidney failure um, to having a kidney transplant and how he raised my me and my two sisters uh, within the home and was able to provide food and put lights on the table. And I learned a lot from him. So if I w- had one thing I could say to him, and he's still alive, and I, and I tell him this often, is that I love him and that I appreciate him for teaching me um, how to fish instead of just uh, buying me fish or teach me how to go out here and work on my own and understand that life isn't easy. But if you work hard, you'll be all right. You'll be okay. So that's what I would tell him. Talk about legacy. When it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered? Let's see. Wow. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, the people I've encountered would, would will say the same thing once once my journey has ended. But I want to I want to be known for um, how I made people feel. One and two, uh, more even more importantly, is um, I want to leave people better than I found them. So I want it to for people to say, you know what, I gained, I learned something from him. Um, he put me in a better situation uh, than I was before I found him. So that's 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 what I want my legacy to be about. Talk about mergers and acquisitions. That's your expertise. You have several. What is something that we don't know about that subject matter that we should? Um, so M&A, mergers and acquisitions are very intricate, um, but you learn so much once you start digging into organizations and understanding what's successful and what's not. So you get an opportunity to learn. You You talk to several people. Their journey might be different, um, so understanding that, and that's what that's what I like the most about them is, is getting to know people and meet people um, that are looking to sell the company or or partner with Epic or myself. Um, so understanding that, and then uh, the synergies that you can provide when you do that—that that they might be doing some things that could help you along the way, and you might be doing some things that could help them. Um, but yeah, M and A is my is one of my passions. And, and getting involved and getting in the nuts and bolts of other organizations um, to improve them has been, I mean, yeah, it's something I look forward to doing and I like doing. You're a serial entrepreneur. And when somebody is trying to start a business, what advice would you give them? Well, I, I would, I would give them to follow their passion, right? Because if, um, if you love what you're doing, if you love your work, you'll never work a day in your life. And the, the challenge is, and, and what was discouraging for me is every day it's a, you're laying a brick, right? And you wonder, and, uh, and for any new entrepreneurs, you land that, land those bricks every day. And you're not going to see those bricks being laid every day, right? You're not going to see progress every day. And that was one of the challenges that I went through. Is that okay? When when am I ever gonna reach a point where um, I feel like I'm I'm okay? And I still haven't reached that point, right? But as you know, as as you continue to work and you continue to lay bricks, um, you'll start to make significant progress. And then you'll wake up one day, hopefully, 
Um, and I haven't attained this yet, but hopefully you'll wake up one day and you'll be happy. And I am happy of my accomplishments. Don't get me wrong. But you'll reach a level that you say, you know what? Um, I'm here. I'm here. And I think that's what um, a lot of entrepreneurs that I coach and I work with, they get discouraged after a year, uh, 18 months, because they don't see it. But the work, the groundwork is being laid. And I would like to tell them today, if anyone's listening um, and aspiring to be an entrepreneur, is to continue to grind, continue to lay that groundwork, because one day you're going to wake up and be proud of what you've done. Talk about your worst moment in business and what was your takeaway? Um, let me see, I've had several. So you have a lot of ups and downs as a CEO. Um, one of my worst moments in business was losing losing a valuable employee um, and partner. I don't really like to use the word employee, but uh, partners, um, friends. And within losing them, it, it was once we had a conversation about that, um, I could have done some things differently in regards to checking on them before uh, they left or maybe helping them with their goals more, things of that nature. So I try to make sure I'm cognizant of that uh, moving forward so I don't make that same mistake. Corey, what is your zone of genius? So I think my genius level talent that God blessed me with is being able to understand business and to enjoy uh, digging in the nuts and bolts of business and to make key decisions. So I think that uh, when I went to college, I was looking at everybody was saying computers, computers, and that's what I went to school for. However, I didn't really like computers. I hated that class. The only class that I, that I really enjoyed going to was business classes. I enjoyed diving into business cases and I didn't really know what my, what my, what the future would hold or what my passion was. Um, and being able to tie in my passion, understanding that I really like to help people. That's where I get a sense of gratification from and tying that into business. Um, I think that's what my genius level talent is. And I think everybody, I would like to add to the listeners, everybody has, Everybody's born with a genius level talent, right? It's up to us to figure out what that is and tap into it. And once you tap into it, figure out a way to get paid for it. And how did you discover your genius level? I just continue to search, right? I continue to um, search within myself. Um, took, I started taking risks at an early age. Um, and then understanding what I liked, what I gravitated towards, um, figuring that out. And it took me, I worked in Fortune 500 company, large organization until I was 28, 29. So it took some time. But once my mind matured, I was able to understand, okay, this is what I really like doing. This is what I want to do. Um, And then I just embarked on that journey and it's been the best decision I ever made. Corey, you were very successful in corporate America. Talk about leaving corporate America and what was that pivotal moment or that story around you actually Um, So, yeah, and I, I appreciate the corporate America journey because it taught me how to navigate um, 
within a large organization. It taught me some do's and don'ts and very valuable and instrumental in my career today. Um, it taught me structure and being able to leave that was, was, was tough because you're at a company, you're making well over six figures and you're willing to ready to branch out on your own. And I remember I called my dad and I told him I wanted to do that. And he was like, I think you should do it. If, if that's what you want to do. Um, cause I didn't know. Cause at that point in time, Dr. Francis, I was, I was financially responsible for, um, my home, my, my family, my mom, my dad, my dad became ill. Um, so I was helping them out a lot as well as covering my own. So it was a, it was a, it was a rough time for me, but um, I stepped out on faith. I stepped out on my beliefs, and um, it worked out for me. Hindsight 2020, would you have done it that same way again? Yes, definitely. 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 Now, let's say you lost everything and you had to rebuild in 30 days. What business would you go into and why? If I lost everything and I had to rebuild in 30 days. Um, so obviously this depends on the climate. But if I had to rebuild in 30 days, it would definitely at this point in time, it would definitely be real estate. Um, real estate, has, and everybody says that, but it's, it's true. I've found out firsthand that it's true. Real estate can be very beneficial in the getting you, allowing you to get the capital that you need to expand the businesses that you that you're truly passionate about. Because um, land, right? It's a safe, it's a tangible, um, it's a tangible thing. So having that and owning that is key. So I would tell any entrepreneur that they have to rebuild in 30 days um, to ensure they got good credit and start real estate. And what area of real estate are you talking about, like flipping homes or so both. Yes, both. I think if you um, commercial, it has its advantages. Um, uh, residential, flipping, renting. I think if you if if you had thirty days, I think you should be looking at all types of investments that could generate a return or build equity within those 30 days. So I, I would look at all, and that's what I do now. I look at all, all types of opportunities, residential, commercial, flipping, renting. They all have advantages. But someone's listening and they're saying, if I lost everything and I had to get into real estate, how much money is it going to take for me to do that? So, so I think there's, I mean, there's several homes that, that you can buy and with little to three to $5,000 down. So you can, you can, you just need the bank only wants 20, sometimes 25%. So if you can put 25% down at home, if you buy a $30,000 property, if you can do some work yourself to the home, increase the value of 50,000, that's a, automatic $20,000 in equity that you gain. So you look at the 5,000 you put down, 20,000 equity, there you go, you sell at home for 50,000, you're at $25,000 net income. Um, so it's you can do it at all types of levels. You can 
go to real estate school where you can maybe sell a couple homes and uh, make your money off commission and that will put you in position to be able to buy a home. So several different ways that you can go and routes that you can take um, to achieve your goals within real estate. Corey, what is the best decision you've made as a leader? One of the best decisions I've made as a leader um, is learning how to trust my team. Um, and that can be tough, especially when you found a company and you've worked um, to build it from from day, day zero, right? So trusting someone with your baby and trusting individuals with something that you birthed pretty much. Um, and I, and I reiterate, I couldn't, we could not be where we are today without the team, but that's, that can be tough. So learning how to trust people and building trust and then being able to trust you is very valuable to the success of any business. They're talking about it's the great resignation. A lot of people are leaving their jobs. How do you keep valuable so it's about family, right? So it's about who you work with, making sure that you have an environment. This is a challenge every day for us is improving our environment to ensure that our team members are happy because um, the new generation, they don't really care about money, right? They, they, they want to um, done surveys and my business group and other leaders, they want to make enough money to take care of their family but work-life balance is key. So being able to provide that, having a flexible environment, being able to work from home at times, uh, being there during tough times, that's what's, that's what's going to get you through. So, yeah, in this, in this climate, it's tough to retain your people, and, and it has to be a concerted effort, right? you got to work at that and make sure that you create an environment that people want to stay and stay for a long time. When you're doing real estate investments, are you investing only in Virginia or are you investing in other states? So at this at this moment, I'm in Virginia and North Carolina, um, but I, I look for investment opportunities all over. Um, now, Dr. Francis, since I've been able to build, um, gain some confidence throughout the real estate market, I got some experience. I'm definitely looking to tackle um, real estate throughout the United States as well. Corey, you talked about being happy and what the new generation is looking for. What makes you happy? Ultimately, what makes me happy is is seeing other people happy. Uh, I get a great joy out of seeing other people happy and putting a smile on their face um, and interacting with people, understanding and getting to know them. Um, yeah, that, that, that drives me. That's a driving force in my life. And that, that makes me happy at the end of the day. What did you do today to play? The word is play. What did you, Corey, do to play? <laughs> um. Yeah, I was I was chasing Christian and Connor around the house, and um, this morning before I went to, went to work, and I even I slipped up and fell. And once I done, once I fell, they both dived on me. So that was my playful moment uh, of the day, and an enjoyable one at that. I look forward to doing that. 
on a daily basis or whenever I can when I'm not traveling. That's awesome. Like you literally play today. So that is really cool. Well, when you got two years, I don't think you have a choice. That's all they know is play. <laughs> That's the beauty of life. Talk to a younger you. What advice would you give to a younger Corey? I would tell Corey that he to research and understand the value of networking. Um, we, I grew up in an environment where what, what happened in your home stayed in your home and kind of like kept things private uh, within your family members and trust wasn't, wasn't given. Uh, now I've learned the value to network and, and meet people and understand what they do because it's, it's really not, and people say this and it's cliche, it's really not what you know, it's really who you know. So building your network and your network is your network. Um, so getting out, knowing, getting to know people, understanding and learning from them is, is very valuable to any, um, any young entrepreneur or, or any young one, one, any young person in general. So I would, I would tell a younger core that, yeah, you should definitely get out and understand the true value of networking. Corey, capital is really huge, um, with, you know, entrepreneurs, how did you raise the capital to start your? Yeah, so it was, I had to. I had to go to South the um, the safe route, Doctor Francis. I had to work um, in corporate America, and I knew what I wanted to do. So I started saving, and once I, and then I tapped into my four hundred one k that I that I saved up. Um, but I and a lot of people discourage me saying, you're going to use your 401k. You wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's not smart. Um, but now as people have been able to gain success being entrepreneurs, people are telling you, okay, yeah, if you got an opportunity to take your 401k to, to make more money or improve the lifestyle for your family, then definitely do so. So that's, uh, that's one of the things that helped me. your top two influencers in your life and what lessons do they teach you? So one of the, some of the people that I admire is Jay-Z. I look up to Jay-Z a lot um, simply because he's been able to um, maneuver through all types of environments and come out successful. Um, I like the way he thinks. I like uh, when he mentioned and he took a lot of backlash for uh, meeting with the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell. And one of his statements he made is we're past nilling. But if you look at it, he, he was able to foresee what we can see, the naked eye could see. At that moment, we looked at him and people thought that, okay, he's kind of like, he's not standing up for Kaepernick. But if you look at the Super Bowl this year through fruition, he was able to orchestrate that. And we had black entertainers uh, performing at the Super Bowl, which is huge. So um, I like the way he thinks. Um, I study him in, in business, and he's been very influential in my career. The second person, um, so I take a lot from several other people. I wouldn't name a second one um, in general because I would be selling someone else short. 
but I try to take the good from anyone. Um, a lot of people that I that I admire and may, maybe take a couple things here and there from them and try to apply it to what I'm doing. But the main one for me is Jay-Z. There are so many brands and businesses and this kind of parlay into it. And I don't know if you'll say the same answer, but there are so many brands and businesses that are dominating. Talk about a brand or a business that's dominating that you admire, Corey, and why. Um, and this, this is going to sound cliche, but Amazon, right? But if you look at Amazon there, they have their hands in everything. So one of the things Jeff Bezos has been able to do and I admire him for is he's been able to diversify. So, you know, they're in hospitals and uh, grocery stores. And I was reading an article this morning where they have, they're opening a grocery store in D.C. where they're not going to have cashiers. and It's going to be scanners and barcodes and things of that nature, along with ensuring that all your goods are delivered to your home um, with marketing, et cetera. So, Jeff Bezos at Amazon, I think that's a brand that's really dominating and diversifying. Uh, back in the day, people stuck to one thing, um, and they've done that one thing well, and he's been able to do several things well. And I think that's the that's longevity. Because um, in today's market and climate, technology is moving at such a fast pace. Um, new technology today is old technology tomorrow. So being able to adjust and adjust quickly is key. We hear the saying that data is king. How do you use data? Oh, wow. I, w- I wish you could hear my team. Uh, I wish they could answer that question for you because data is, is huge for, uh, is instrumental to our success, right? Uh, metrics, having things, you can't manage what you can't measure. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, we have metric boards throughout all of my organizations and companies that we um, that we measure to see where we are because data helps you and data is not a tell-all be-all. So I don't want to send the wrong message with that, but it, it tells you um, that you might need to look further into something or you might need to make adjustments and make adjustments quickly and on the fly. So that's what data does for us. And I think it's instrumental to the success of any business. And how do you collect we collect that, that data several ways. Um, electronically, uh, technology has advanced so much. Pretty much, you can you can capture any data you need from an um, EHR or EMR, any type of software that you utilize. You can build out reports and things of that nature. Microsoft Office we utilize that throughout our organizations as well, and being able to easily input them where it's not time consuming is key. Um, so, yeah, several different ways to collect data, and we, we try to tap into them all. Is there a technology platform or a technology um, tool that is a must-have in managing your business day-to-day? Obviously, I would say, and this is outdated, but email and Microsoft, um, Microsoft tools, Microsoft Office, um, that, would be the, that would be, those are essential to anything that we do. Corey, what does self-care look like to you? What does health care? No, 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 no. What does self-care look like to you? 
Okay, yeah. Self-care looks, um, you look how you feel, right? It's, it's feeling good. It's understanding what makes you feel good and uh, caring about yourself at the end of the day and, and making sure that you're, you're, you're taking care of yourself, right? And um, it's easy in today's day and time to get caught up in other things and neglect yourself. So taking the necessary time to um, meditate on, um, learn to meditate a lot and, and, and get the self-care you need, taking the time you need to do that. You might go get your hair cut if, if that's what makes you feel good, things of that nature. Um, that's very important to whether someone can be successful or not or how they feel. Is, I mean, that's key. Mental health, that's big in mental health. Um, so self-care is very important. What is your weakness as an entrepreneur? One of my weaknesses as, as an entrepreneur is, uh, and it could be a strength as well, is that I I like to indulge in several things so I'll, at one time. So I'll bite off at times more than I can chew. And that can be, uh, that has its advantages and disadvantages. But I, I would say that that's, um, that's something that I, I would like to scale down, scale back on. Um, but that's one of my weaknesses. But it's also can be it's also a strength too. So it's balancing is the key. Corey, if you conducted this interview, what is the one question you would have asked yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer. The, the one question I would ask myself is, Corey, why, why, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Why did you um, become an entrepreneur? And the answer to that question is, is one, is that I enjoy taking risks. Um, and two, I wanted to control my own destiny. And once you become an entrepreneur, the advantages that it provides it is, control, is controlling your own destiny. Um, so I would say to anybody, any aspiring entrepreneur that's listening in, uh, if you want to control your own destiny, find out what your true passion is and then find a way to monetize that. We've come to the part of our interview. It's called Fun Facts and the Rapid Round of Fun. It's called the Rapid Round of Fun. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I'd like you to give me very quick answers. If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Are you ready for the rapid? Yes, I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's do it. Did you hear me, Corey? No, you are muted. Oh, okay. I was saying we've come to the part of our interview. It's called the rapid round of fun. And I'm going to give you a series of questions and I'd like you to give me very quick answers. If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Are you ready for the rapid round of fun? Absolutely. I'm excited. Let's do it. Your favorite color. Blue. Your favorite holiday. Christmas. 
your ideal card? Uh, Porsche. Work out or hit the couch? <laughs> Work out. Both. <laughs> your favorite month? Uh, favorite month? January. What food you eat every week, no matter what? Uh, fish. Your favorite dance song? My favorite dance song? Mm-hmm. Um, March Madness. Your favorite singer or rapper? Favorite singer? I would have to go Beyonce. Favorite rapper right now? Um, Little Baby. You relax doing what? Watching watching sports. And the last movie you saw? Last movie I seen. Um, Batman. And your first job? My first job was at uh, Foot Locker. Corey Williams, thank you so much for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast. Before we let you go, why don't you share with our audience the best way for them to connect with you and do business with you and feel free to leave all your social media. Great. The best way to connect with me is Instagram or Facebook. Um, I created a TikTok. I'm starting to learn that. Um, website and I'll send my email out as well um, but I'm usually on Instagram Instagram I'm very active on so I'll put that in the chat box so if anyone wants to reach out to me don't hesitate to reach out and anything that I can do to help I will do so thank you Corey that's a wrap thank you Dr. Francis I appreciate it it's my pleasure take care bye bye